It's Mike White season! Mike White season! Get your programs, get your popcorn here. Mike White season about to enter the chat. Welcome to That Helps No One Fantasy Cast on the Dean Blendell Network. I'm fixing my microphone so this sounds better. I'm joined by, so far, my good friend Ted. You may have seen us on another podcast, on another show. But today, today we're talking fantasy football because we know way too much about fantasy football. We don't have Jim Coventry this week, so we might see a dip. We might see a dip in the ratings. Uh, we're waiting on Chris. Uh, we all have family, so some sometimes sometimes things change. Sometimes, you know, we just, we just, just riff, I think is the term, right, Ted? Riffing? Something like that. Something yeah, like that. Riff. Yeah. So you got a Chicago Bears like retro hat on, I think? No. It looks like it. No, this is not a Bears hat. This is, I mean, it is a Bears hat, but it's, it's a, not, it's it's a, not bear. a Chicago Bears hat. This it's, is a West Coast Bears hat. This is a Cal, Cal. Bears hat. There was an yeah. opportunity for me to see uh, Cal play uh, UCLA, I think. Would that be something you'd want to hitch your wagon to? Uh, well, it was an op. It sounds like somebody's trying to like hitch a wagon in the background of your place there. Yeah, that's the dog. I can't control that. Okay. Um, no, when we were in San Francisco in like 2010, I want to say, and we had an opportunity to see, I think it was UCLA and Cal play at, um, what's it called? AT&T Park. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but because we were only there for a couple days and we wanted to do touristy stuff and we were about to see the Giants play the Niners the next day and we're like, we're going to see a pro football game. We kind of want to do Alcatraz. We kind of want to do, you know, the the pier and all that stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so we did not go to that offsite game, which would have been awesome at a baseball park. I mean, still kind of regret it, but at the same time, we did see what ended up being the NFC Championship preview that week. So, that uh, of that season. So it was a, a pretty good game at Candlestick. Good time. Good time. So yeah, no doubt. That's a cool spot too. Oh, just. I mean, what a neat city as a whole. It's like a bucket, like probably a bucket list ballpark. Like you probably have to be pretty good, pretty down with that. Oh man. Like go to McCovey Cove and you're like, there was a bunch of baseballs in there. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Walk pretty around. important ones too. <laughs> Some, you know, kayaks and such. So I think even at the time, this is a random, this is me story. Um, Cirque du Soleil was in town at the time. Fun fact. Oh, yeah, Fun fact. Go. We saw some tents. So uh, how, how did your fantasy week go? How did, how did all of your teams go through one through seven, obviously, but, uh, or you could just go through the one that we're talking about, our main one. I'm Oops. pretty sure I lost this week. I lost to what would probably be the number two or three seed, our boy Devin, the Bills guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, he had a monster week. So he put up like 150 points. I think the average score in our week is like 115, which is, I think I did like 120-something, so well above the average, I think second highest scoring week. Got blitzed. He, yeah. he That's had... my first... Uh, Oh no, it's my second loss of the season. So, Garrett Wilson, he had he had a massive week. Yeah, there was there were some humans that did some damage for him. Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Eckler did okay. Josh Allen had himself a day. I mean, you had Mahomes, you had Chubb, you had a good week. Barkley, I had a really good week. Yeah, I had a really. You good just week. had a, just, you just played a guy that had a better week. I had a yeah. I I got uh, I got the beat down. That's wild. I am still hanging on to, ah, where am I? Oh, I even dropped a spot. So now I'm in eighth. I'm in a tie with our boy, Chris. Uh-oh. So that ain't good. So 
we're both going to be fighting for that final spot with our good buddy Kyle. So I, I still believe who's, in my who's, team. Who's a pretty smart, smart uh, fantasy footballer himself. He's, he's, uh, I don't think he's won like a legit league yet, but he's always around. He's in the conversation. Oh, he's always in there for sure. He's either, I've, it's kind of funny. Like some guys will just be like middle of the pack all the time. And I've found like he's been near the top, but he always seems to be middle of the pack. Like he'll make playoffs or he'll, or first overall pick kind of thing. Like he's always kind yeah. of in both of those boats, never really um, at the top. But this, this year I'm trying to fight with him. So again, he's right in the middle. He's number six. So. Good for him. That's what happens when you mm. try to put Packers on your team. So <laughs> that's what happens. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to get there. And then our uh, your work league there, I have like zero chance of, of making any headway there. So that's another write up. Yeah, but I got I got McCaffrey. So at least I've got a good keeper for next season. I traded anybody who resembled a starter away. <laughs> Just to try uh, to make it. Somehow I'm I'm still winning. I don't know how that's happened, but. It's weird. This has been a weird season, hey? Like, when you start looking, yeah. we were talking about this the other day. I can't remember who I was talking with. Just, like, injuries and how, like, next man up seems to be producing. And there's some years where, like, you could have the third or fourth running back and, like, oh, you got Adam, and he's just, like, trash. And this seems to be the year yeah. where, like, the next man up is producing, which isn't normal, actually. Like it's it's it, it's a it's a weird league. There's just like there's a there's a lot of strange injuries and a lot of out of the woodworks RBs and undrafted free agents, which we're going to talk a little bit about today for sure. Um and and quarterbacks, just like guys that really probably were never supposed to see the light of day, doing Mike White things. Yeah, I mean Mike White. This is season number two of the Mike White experiment, but and we'll get into that in a second. Um, Benny Snell, remember him? Yeah, he yeah. he uh, decided to enter the chat this this past uh, Monday, which was laughable. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot they still have him. So yeah. it, it's so weird. He's Ranked, like uh, 446th overall in PPR leagues. He's like the he's like the new Frank Gore, but without the panache of Frank Gore. And in case you're wondering, folks, uh, Ted did bring up the the buzzword of the day PPR. That means points per reception. Points per reception. So. I guess we do have to talk about the elephant of the room. And by elephant, I mean he had an elephant of a game, just stomped on the competition. It was Mike White's season by a season and six weeks. Uh, okay, I get it now. I thought we were going to cancel this week because we literally had nobody on deck. In fact, I canceled some stuff to make sure we were here. It's so that you could talk about Mike White. I'm, a, I'm only going to talk about him for like a quarter of the show. I was allowed to, I was told in the group chat, I was allowed to rant at the very most. So, um, Steve also brought up a great point. <laughs> we should rename the show THSPOP. That helps 7% of people. So that was me actually. Oh, was that you? I'm sorry. I'm gonna I take that back and give you full credit for this because you're confused a little bit because all the spelling is correct. So well, that was a thing because in the rundown you have a lot of spelling errors again. So backfield spelt wrong, um, but we're not gonna get into that because no one gets to see that. That's awesome. It's it's yeah. It's it's tougher when you're when you're hammering away on your on your phone than it is when you're on a oh, keyboard. Oh, that like was it. a it was a phone entry. Okay, okay. I I mean I'll give you that. That's that's fair. It, it was, and we'll get into it because clearly everyone knows who my Thano this week is going to be, but uh, I'd called it. This is one of those ones where I told you to get on board because the last time that he came out of nowhere and he kind of did again this time, 
I said, in, and I said, Sunday morning, I got the receipts. I think it was like 10.03. And I said, he's going to throw for three touchdowns today. What did he do? Got it right. Mm. I got it right. And I'm not right a lot. So when I'm right. And I will say one thing about Mike White. He is, he is very tall. Mm-hmm. I will agree with you on that. I will agree with you on that. But you know what? So far, it is just the two of us, and I don't want to wax poetic about, I mean, geez, we're talking about the Jets quarterback and not even the starting Jets quarterback. Hey, I mean, uh, I think that Jets receivers are appreciating this new Jets quarterback. And we will get into that. That is for sure. Um, but, I mean, if it's just you and me, like, you know, let's let's get to the main course here. Let's get to the absolute main course. You and I both know what that means. It's time for... That helps no one's stars or Thanos stars, as some people may call it. If you're in the know, you might just call it Thanos stars. Uh, you know, to each their own. I'm not here to tell you what to do. You're it's a free country, Ted. Because again, it's just you and me, and we'll get to the other guys eventually. Who was your who's your Thanos this week? Uh, my Thanos is Anthony Schwartz. So I just want to throw out a couple of numbers. Uh, so he's played in every game this year. Um, he's got a catch percentage of just 33.3%. Uh, we're looking at nine targets, three receptions on the year, uh, and three rushing attempts. So this guy has been dressed for every single game. He's got, you know, sub 10, nine second track star speed. Everybody knows why he's here and he's just been brutal. Like we're talking like four drops in, in, in nine of those attempts plus some misses. So real bad. I'm, I wasn't even sure why they're still throwing to him and, and they haven't been lately. And then out of nowhere, um, the receiver gets involved in the mix in Cleveland, but it looks a little different than we thought it was. So roll the clip. Now Kareem Hunt tosses it back. This is Schwartz. Brissett leading the way and Schwartz is in for a Browns touchdown. 31 yards, and for the sixth time this season, an opening drive TD for Cleveland. And you know what I love about that? I don't know. You can probably, if you want to roll it back again, but I don't. Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby Brissett pitches the handoff to Chubb and then starts running up the right side of the field. Quarterback Jacoby Brissett. Yes. And then the then the end around happens to Schwartz, and the guy who lays the huge block and trucks over the defender is none other than Jacoby Brissett to spring Mitchell Schwartz to get to the end zone. So it was awesome. It was really fun to watch, uh, especially Brissett in his last game, just lay a monster block on a guy too. So it was great. What's uh, is it like double wings or I can't remember what that kind of play is called? Is it not a double handoff, but like a double end around? Yeah, great play. Yeah. For, I mean, forty yard the, run too. The, the annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> Omaha. Giant shout out. Omaha. That was, it was a wild play. Like I was going through the videos and like, damn, that was a pretty sick touchdown. Like, yeah, out of nowhere. So not started in any leagues, owned in like 2% of leagues. That helps no one. I mean, do you, do you anticipate uh, a renaissance, if you will, of the, the Schwartz name? I think if Schwartz uh, makes, um, you know, three more catches over the remainder of the season, he will have doubled his production. So that's pretty good. So would that count as a renaissance, doubling your production? May the Schwartz be with him, I guess. He's going he's gonna to be more involved, uh, absolutely. I mean, Deshaun Watson's going to get involved in that offense. They're going to start slinging the ball around more. It's not just going to be a run, one-dimensional run offense. So he's going to do some more things, and a guy that has track star speed is going to be out there to, to, to draw defenders off, for sure. So I, I see him being involved. I don't 
I mean, I'm not talking about picking up Mitchell's, not Mitchell Schwartz, Anthony Schwartz for your, for your roster here anytime soon, unless you're really, really desperate. He, uh, I mean, he got the right blocks. He had a good run on it. I mean, everything had to go right for that play to, to happen to, to a completion, to a touchdown, right? Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. th- that could have easily blown apart on like two or different, two or three different opportunities throughout that entire play. So I mean, everything went right. He gets gets to be a star on the show tonight. So it's a, it's a classic Thanos play, really. Oh, it's. I mean, this is how you write it up. This is how the game script goes. Uh, I should remind everybody uh, we are live on YouTube. So if you want to comment along, maybe you got some fantasy questions, or you want to brag about how amazing your lineup is, because people seem to do that here. Uh, <laughs> feel free to come by and say, "Oh yeah, this I managed to get this in like a sixteen-team league, and you fleeced every other team in the league, and you've got you know the top three running backs, top quarterback." You know that kind of stuff. So yeah, I recommend getting involved in those leagues and like the seniors' homes and stuff like that. I think that's like where you can make your money. Easy pickings, like really. <laughs> they're they're just remembering to take like pills and make sure they have their vitamins. Like this is where you make that money. Like go after those retirement funds. You know, find out those four hundred one ks they're still trying to cash out. Smart yeah. stuff. Actually, don't do that. It's super bad. Sounds that's actually that. evil. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wow, this, this got really dark. Uh, Steve oh, is for sh- Steve for sure is not here this week. He is uh, he's doing school things. His Thano this week it was on Thanksgiving, the American version. Uh, his boy Peyton Hendershot. The Selly is pretty much what you came to see. It. I mean, we're gonna probably see a few of these at Christmas time as well. But I mean, what's not to like? Wicked touchdown, wicked Selly. Wicked not, name. Wicked name. You're not starting him otherwise. Let's roll that clip. With guys in the stands, that was fun. That was awesome. How great was that? Here's a little give. Oh, it's his national play that day. Peyton Hendershot shot on the run. And he's going to jump in the Salvation Army kettle. So is everyone. Greg, they're only missing you. They need another tight end. No, they're playing whack-a-mole. They got all four tight ends in the game. Nobody has more touchdowns with that personnel group. And you can... Love it. The Selly, the Selly is just oh man. And Steve writes in his in his little rundown here about the Selly, but yeah, no fun league. Finally, letting the team have some fun. Maybe it's because of the Salvation Army bucket. I'm not sure, but he also notes that there's like still going to be a fine on the horizon too. So, yeah, man, sneaks in completely untouched too. Like nobody had any idea. I didn't even know where it was going the first time I saw it. It's a tight end kind of league this year. It really is. It's I a, just it's a tight end year. I want to go like when we do our our finale show. I do want to see like we're gonna we'll have stats. We'll have stats. I'm gonna have stats for everybody. I wonder what the percentage is of Thanos this season that are tight ends. Like it's got to be at least seventy five percent. Like pretty maybe, close. Maybe I would say maybe. at least at least. I don't know. That's my guess. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm right. Maybe this is the second time I'll be right all season. It is my turn. I already told you who it is. It's Mike White. I told you, if you were in our group chat, he was going to score three touchdowns. He scored three touchdowns. He had over 300 yards. If you, I wrote an article Saturday night, too, telling you not to start him. Because, I mean, I'm an idiot. I'm going to put him in there, just get some clickbait kind of stuff. Put him as, like, the feature photo on the article. And he goes, and he absolutely just goes on dummy mode. And... <laughs> Like, jeez, the Bears had no idea what they're they're facing. It was awesome. It was awesome. And this is what you get. You get 
Mike White season. I think Ted actually froze. I'm not even sure. Maybe he did. Regardless, here's the clip of one of his touchdowns. Here's Mike White. Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, Miller! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White! How about him? I thought he was sure. I mean, this wasn't a game... This wasn't a game that people are exactly marking on their calendars. You've got an injured Justin Fields who obviously didn't play. They were joking around of who was going to start at quarterback pretty much right up until kickoff. And then you've got like a Jets team who's actually played pretty well, but they've got their QB controversy. And it just, I mean, the game had just all the makings of just, it could have been nothing whatsoever. White goes up and just absolutely dominates like I said has a massive day I think he had 35 36 points for fantasy this past week you, you can't go wrong let's get into Chris's guy because he clearly isn't here and I think Ted had some wi-fi problems or something so we've got and I hope I get this right it's I, I want to say his name like Keeft or uh, we're gonna get to him check it out third down and one Brady throws, it is caught, and taken in for a touchdown by Paul Keith, the rookie tight end. Another tight end, Cole Keith. What can you do? This season has been dominated by tight ends. Ted's having, like, server problems or something, so I'll be here. You get to enjoy my beautiful voice. Absolutely. Let's, I mean, it was so quick. Let's watch one more time. Third down and one. Brady throws, it is caught, and taken in for a touchdown by Cole Keeft, the rookie tight end. So Cole Keeft, I believe the stat was, that was like Brady's 96th uh, guy to catch a touchdown from him, which is pretty impressive considering that he's been able to throw to 96 different people. And usually, you know, probably like the top 10. But the fact that he's thrown to that many different people. There's our boy. I was just getting to Cole Keeft, obviously. Just getting into talking about Brady and throwing 96 uh, to 96 different guys for a touchdown. Impressive stat in its own. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it it was a pretty lackluster touchdown. But, you know, it is what it is. So that was Chris's. I just wax poetic about Mike White. I only showed the clip once, just in case you're wondering. So I didn't miss much. You didn't miss. You didn't miss much. It was one of the three touchdowns he threw. So that's fine. It's fine. Every nobody's complaining. I got it all out of my system. We're gonna be okay. And because I we're done, have to be around to hear it. it. Was great. It's you know if you're gonna ask your Wi-Fi to crap out on you, that was probably the best time to do it. So. Um, <laughs> Let's get into Sneaky Starts with Taylor Lewan. Welcome back, Taylor. Welcome back, Taylor. Ted, um, who is your Sneaky Start for the week? Um, well, that's a good question, Ryan. Let me see if I can load up my document again now that my computer is back up and running on the restart. Something to do with the Rams, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't know. It just said connection area or IP address is no longer available, so I just restarted everything. Someone hacked into your IP address. Here, I'll do mine because I've got mine up and you can 
That way we're going to make this super efficient. So it isn't Mike White, but it's a guy that he threw a touchdown to. Elijah Moore, 29% owned, 8% started. New QB, new lease on life. He's not asking to be traded anytime soon anymore. Roll the dice with him. He's got a chip on his shoulder, obviously. Even if it's not Zach Wilson, maybe you get some production out of Joe Flacco with him. I mean, if you've got a guy that is now happy to be catching a football, and clearly he's talented, it's just whatever for whatever reason they weren't throwing him the ball. I mean, stupider things have happened to make this league work. So for all we know, like maybe this was just like the switch, and they get him, you know, get him up in the offense. Tough to say, but I don't know. That would be my pick for this week, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Yeah, right away. that's that's what I. That's um, what I think. Yeah, like actually, like a just a super good player. I really wanted Cleveland to go after him last year when the draft was going through, but um, yeah, he's got a little bit of Steve Smith in him. He's super angry. He's like a physical guy for a smaller receiver, and he's been doing absolutely nothing for the Jets this year, partly due to the fact that they just have a horrible quarterback core. So finally, good to see Mike White in there using him a little bit. So yeah, it was nice to see more breakout. But even if it's Joe Flacco that's throwing the ball, like if they happen to switch out, I think they're probably, yeah, basically (laughs) that's, that's what it comes down to. Right. So anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Okay. So internet's back up and running, able to find my starts for the week. Uh, And we are in sneaky starts, right? We're we're in sneaky starts. We're in the sneakiest of starts. So sneaky that you have to do a deep dive into your computer to find it. Very, very sneaky, sir. Mm, Um, Yes. Yeah. Uh, sneaky start for this week is Kyron Williams. So in general, I think we're sort of advising people to stay away from the Rams backfield. It's a complete dumpster fire, no predictability. Um, but if you're going to start a Rams running back, it might as well be the one that catches passes. Uh, so for my money, that's going to be Kyron Williams, um, not Cam Akers. I know you're a big Akers truther, I guess we can call it. I'm, I'm um, moving away from the truther part of it, I think, though. I think we're yeah. all aware that he they need to either use him or trade him because this is yeah. getting stupid. I think it seems like I, I know, you know, Jim talked a little bit about explosiveness and coming back from an Achilles injury and all that stuff. But I think even Cam Akers is starting Williams over Cam Akers in his fantasy league this year. Um, so we've seen that ascension in the last little bit. So it's been, you know. 25% of the snap share next game was 55% of the snap share game after that 70% of the snap share. So obviously he's progressing, right? Um, that's over the last three weeks. So that sort of proves that he's on the up and up. He's rostered at only 50% of the leagues. Um, that was today. So I think if you would have checked like the other day, you were looking at like 41%, he's being started at only 17. So obviously this is an ascending guy. They have the Seahawks up next that just, you know, scream shootout to me uh in a in a back who can run but is obviously a big part of um third down passing attack is going to be somebody that's going to key on so my sneaky start for the week is going to be kyron williams i was looking today for that seahawks game and the rams have what is it like 137 million dollars out of the game <laughs> on sunday yeah so, it's insane like that's a lot yeah. of money we're gonna see what that depth is like well, and this is typical too. Like everyone's going to start picking the Seahawks. Oh, there's no way then they lose this game. It's the kind of game where it is going to go down to like the final play or the final drive or something. It just mm-hmm. it just screams that kind of game too, right? So, right. Um, Steve has Garrett Wilson. We've been talking about the Jets. It's it one of those weeks where we're going to talk about one team. It feels like Garrett Wilson had a pretty decent week as well. Thirty eight percent started. 
If it is indeed Mike White slinging the ball, start Garrett Wilson. His numbers with Flacco are still pretty decent, um, mm-hmm. but Zach Wilson just sucks. So it's, yeah, anybody but Zach Wilson, and it seems like this offense, it's kind of a shame too, Brees Hall going down. I think that offense might have actually been a little bit more explosive had they had a different quarterback. So we'll never know, but, you know, maybe this is the, maybe well, this is the like turn. it had some explosiveness in it with Flacco, so the answer is probably yes. Yeah, so... It's, I, I hate seeing that. You know, when you, it's, we talk about it a lot in hockey too, but when everyone kind of sees how much better a team could be just by like switching one thing and it just drives when you crazy. That Joe Flacco is elite. Oh, it, he is elite. Oh. I mean, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like there's, it happens from even just those mediocre teams that are right on the cusp of like making something of themselves and they just never fix that one thing that would make them a contender. And you're just thinking mm-hmm. like, why do you guys keep hitching your wagons to these guys when all you have to do is switch this one thing and clearly you're already going to be a better team? And there's some teams that, I mean, we've seen it. You look at Detroit and and the Rams. I mean, they pulled off a blockbuster trade and traded their starting quarterbacks. And they're not just like, they weren't exactly no-name quarterbacks either. You know, like, you could get away with that in different markets, but geez louise, you go and trade Goff and Stafford? Like, that was a massive deal. And it paid off, right? I mean, even Detroit's finally starting to look okay. Not great, but you know, better. <laughs> it's better. it's it's still Detroit. Like, let's let's be honest with ourselves. Um, Chris did not have one, so we are going to get right into. Well, first we'll show this one. So that that could be Chris right now. We're not quite sure, but we are into sleepy ads, and that is what we know. He says for sure. Nadine's not home yet, and he's with the kids, so I doubt that he's sleeping. Yeah. Well. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he is. Maybe wouldn't that be something? We'll find out about it next week. That'd be that'd be kind of awesome. Um, let's roll back. I'm gonna go with as my ad this week, Jamichael Hasty. Five for mm-hmm. five, 67 yards and a touchdown last week. We talk about running backs and handcuffs. We talk about, I mean, geez, we're talking about handcuffs almost for like every position this season. But I mean, whoever's got Etienne, or even if you don't have him. As things get closer and closer to those playoff rounds, you're going to need these guys. They're just going to be used. This season has proven that everyone is possibly injured. You need pretty much every possible lottery ticket that you can get. And Jamichael Hasty has proven that he can be a pass catching uh, back. He's proven he can score. He's not a stud, but he's going to be a reliable piece of talent that you can go into on, on a given week if if they're relying upon him. Like, if Etienne goes down for, maybe he's down for a quarter, for whatever reason, right? Next man up, you can trust that you're going to get some points out of him. So you don't need him right away, but if he's stashed on your roster, I mean, you're not losing. Worst case scenario is you drop him in the offseason, but this is the time when you start holding on to guys like that. And especially in an offense that is definitely using the run game, and they're using those pass-catching options as well. So... I mean, you could do worse. You could do worse. Who, who do you got? Uh, I am going to stick with the theme a little bit here, and I think my sleepy ad for the week is going to be Zonovan Knight. Is that a real name? Um, I mean, maybe they're just out of Donovan's. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, rostered in, in 42% of leagues, started in only 5%. We're talking about another undrafted free agent um, who was actually the beneficiary of this whole Michael Carter foot injury, right? So. Yep. 
Um, drops in the game as an undrafted free agent. I think it's cool that he's sort of stuck around been working on the practice squads, you know, come up with the team a little bit, gets his first, ch first chance and just like goes off for over 100 scrimmage yards versus the Bears. So um, immediate value, I think, is going to depend on, like you said, um, you know, just like the whole Etienne thing, right? It's going to depend on the severity of Michael Carter's, or sorry, Carter's injury. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then there's availability issues there with James Robinson, right? So they have some running back problems, but the, the, I'm doubting that both of those guys are going to be back in the pitcher. I can see one of them being back in the pitcher. Yeah. Um, but I think in this game, I think he really proved that he doesn't have to be the runner to, to do damage. I think he's shown that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. We just talked about that. Um, you know, a little earlier with our, our sleepy start of the week, right? So um, even if Robinson does come back or Carter does come back and sort of acts as that, you know, the the, the heavy in the running back rotation, mm -hmm. um, I think that he's going to carve himself out a nice little role here as a third down passing option. So it's it, it could be a, uh, you know, depending on your situation, it could be a, a, a start for you in um, one of the flex, op flex options or, you know, depending on who you have, um, on your roster, if you have carrying a Michael Carter, it's going to be a guy or a James Robinson. It's going to be a guy that you're going to try to flex into your lineup, um, you know, in an, in an important spot. So um, definitely got to be having on your roster at the very least on a night. I just like the fact that that is a real person. Yeah, that's all name team material, I think. Yeah, and Steve isn't here to de debate or protect that. He's got, speaking of Steve, and this kind of hurts, but he's not wrong. Melvin Gordon the third. Not the second. Did you drop him? No, I can't afford oh. to. I can't afford to drop a guy that uh, we're not going to get into how that trade went down. That's that's for another day. Uh, basically dropped everywhere. Obviously in normal leagues, I can't drop him because uh, I am now tied to him. Um, he's available in fifty four percent of sleeper leagues, which is not too bad. So you're going to get him in as many leagues as you're not going to get him. So I guess that's good. He's a TD vulture, and that's why I'm personally going to keep him because I don't have a choice. I need to make the playoffs. Andy Reid, obviously unpredictable at the running back position uh, because he's now a chief, which I thought was kind of cool. So, again, there's another team that's just, I mean, very smart. They're going to add one more weapon. You know, looks like, how's Kadarius Tony looking? Is he injured again? I like, Tony, sir, yeah. Is he actually injured now? Not just like know. injured, injured. Uh, I don't I don't know what the deal is with Tony right now, but you're right. Andy Reid is like, I mean, he's one of those coaches where you feel like, okay, this could be a net zero, just like he's been for most of the year, but he's with Reid now. So now there's the chance that he could unlock something there, right? So I think you're always going to have the issues with fumbling because that's just part of Melvin Gordon's game. Yeah. But you're right. He does vulture. He can score. Um, he's a guy that you sort of have to look out for who has experience in this league and understands defenses, right? So um I don't think he's going to be in a situation where he's just going to take over because no. that's just hard to do. Yeah. Um, but he is a vet coming into this offense who probably is going to pick up things a lot quicker than, um, you know, another free agent off the street who's maybe younger and hasn't been in the league as long. So I don't think anything as amazing is going to happen. But, you know, Steve's right. This is a guy that you probably need to have on your bench. I got a question for you, and maybe I'm just ignorant. Um, do, and... and Again, I, I don't know, but I'm going to ask you this, and this would have been a great question for Jim had this happened a week later. Do you see like the Chiefs maybe like adopting a little bit of like a two back set, like as a pass having more of a pass catching option as well, like more of like screen pass kind of thing? And I'm not like, saying like, like week to week, but like could you see them kind of putting in a game plan depending? I'm not sure uh, who they've got down the stretch here, but 
maybe something like a, a dual back system. I'm just kind of going to look right now who they've got left. Um, I, I don't know enough about the Chiefs offense, but are you talking about like what Cleveland runs where they'll have like plays yeah. where, where um, you know, you have Kareem Hunt on as an option. Maybe he runs in the fullback spot. And exactly. You have, you That's know, what I'm kind of getting at. There as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if... I think even if he, so if Melvin Gordon was in Cleveland um, and you still had Nick Chubb as your bell cow, yeah. I think, I think, you know, Kareem Hunt has a hard time getting on the field for a two back set. And I don't think that Melvin Gordon is pr- prolific enough to, to warrant forcing an extra position player off the, the offense to put him in on a play that he might not be used for. I don't know if he's dangerous enough for the other, for the defense to sort of respect that. So Again, I, I, I don't watch enough Chiefs football to know if they run two back sets often enough, but my initial reaction is no, that he doesn't dictate or warrant um, you know, that kind of setup, especially because we're not talking about a guy who has huge advanced knowledge of the playbook. There's not a bunch of stuff in there for him right. for that specific scenario. So had he been around a lot longer and if he was a more important piece on the offense, then, then maybe I think there'd probably be a handful of plays in two back, just like there is in Cleveland. Right. Um, but off the off the start, no, I don't. I don't think that's going to be a huge factor. I mean, I'm just trying to sound interesting, Ted. I really am. <laughs> I'm just trying to. People need to come to me and still be like, "Oh, he's credible." I mean, he's he's got the odd thing to say. Um, as as maybe you know, maybe people don't find me as credible. But you know what? In the NFL, sometimes even the most credible organizations do some pretty stupid things, and we forgot to show this at the beginning. But uh, it's 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 worth showing. So I hadn't actually watched that clip. Uh, apparently, I had it muted when I, I added this. So uh, we went, uh, you know, 1920s, you know, silent films basically on, on that last play. Um, are you allowed to, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't think you can, but are you allowed to add just like another, you know, DB off of the sideline for any given play, like during the, the field of play? I don't think you can. I, I, I didn't see this play. I don't. Okay. So somebody was telling me about it. I don't know what happened on this play other than they had like basically a too many men play or somebody okay. ran so, on the field, made a pick, and then just got off. Okay. So we're going to watch again. We're going to go to silent mode and watch. They're going to like square off the guy coming off the sideline um, in red. So check it out. So he, why did he do that? I don't why, know. Was, and he, like he throws a block, like you can't. You, was I, he supposed to be on the field? Like they were like, no. oh my god, we're a guy short, and then he runs on. Like he, I, I don't is think there so. A massive fine that came down. I think we need to do more research into that. That's so, hilarious. but like it's crazy because the pick happens, right? That's why we need Chris here because he's the Seattle. Fan. He would have been watching that game. He's probably. I mean, he's probably just chomping. Like maybe he is watching us, and I just feel like. Chris and he's like Chris. If you are watching us, please like chime in on like the chat or something. I'm assuming your kids are sleeping, but who knows? Um, because you can't just come off the field and not uh, not just like well, you can clearly. You can. I just but saw it. the fact <laughs> it happened, Ryan, it's fact. But it, I find it so funny too. Like it's not like you know, there's the band is on the field kind of thing. Like he went in there and he threw a block down, like not a major one, 
But like he not a, not a Jacoby Brissett block. He ran like a pick on it after the interception. Like, yeah, that's you can't do that. You no. you're not allowed. Those are part of the rules. So I just I, I wish I would have had some sound on that. But we'll look into that. Maybe we can add that uh, in our Saturday night start. So I I thought that was pretty funny. It's it's one of the I missed the game, so I was seeing only the highlights. I'm like, but she's probably not supposed to do that. I can't imagine Pete Carroll was a big fan of how that uh, shook down afterwards. So, especially because they lost. So, I mean, who would have known? We didn't even have Josh Jacobs as as a fan. I I wanted to have him so bad, and I thought, no, no, like he started and rostered in like ninety eight percent of leagues everywhere. Be the stupidest thing ever. And then just goes off for like that didn't that didn't help two percent of people. Yeah, the the two people because like oh shoot like. I should have started like if you've got him come on but he went off for was it uh over 300 all-purpose yards I think I think, it was like, I think he went off for infinity all-purpose yards yeah he had 46 or 48 fantasy points which um if you ever read that book that I borrowed out to you you'll find out if he's in the top 10 for fantasy scoring <laughs> see see how I did it see how I did it? I'm good I this is this is a this is a play that I could do and it's it's fun for me mostly, it's fun for me mostly. I get you, you should sort of stand up to everybody your shirt. Really oh yeah, like. so yeah. check this out. <laughs> you guys thought that I was loud. I have clothing that's louder. It's not bad. It's not bad. All over print. Perfect, perfect Christmas morning. Uh, it's the most Ryan Hank shirt I've ever seen. Uh, have I worn Galaxy Cat on this show? Yeah. And you think this outdoes the Galaxy Cat? P- possibly. I mean, I've seen Galaxy Cat enough now that it's not. It's not shocking thing. to you anymore. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. No. Galaxy. Lots of people have Galaxy. You can just look up Galaxy Cat and see all the people wearing it. It's not a. That's true, but. This is a one of one so far. Exactly. I'm really hoping it catches on. Maybe I'm a trendsetter. Maybe I'm not. That's okay. It's comfy. It's comfy. I mean, if only there was other colors of of something like this. Maybe one day, maybe one, <laughs> maybe one day someone will catch on to this. Maybe trend. I'll wear it with this hat. You should do that. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll finish on a, on a strong point. Russell Wilson not having a great season. No surprise there. There are all these rumors, and I think it's a surprise. I don't think anybody foresaw him. Well, it's a, this it's no surprise now. Like things I mean, are. We're looking at this season right now. Like, let's talk about two of the most underwhelming quarterbacks in the league this year. And how do you feel about Tom Brady and Russell Wilson? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm starting I, I, week thirteen. I'm talk. I'm talking about, you know, starting Dan, Danny Dimes and Geno Smith over Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. That's the kind of world we live in now. That is, uh, I don't mind living in that world. I'd prefer not to. But I, I think my question was, and you know, you've probably seen, you know, kind of the rumors that, you know, pop up on Twitter, like, oh, like if they did this, they'd have dead cap, blah, blah, blah. And like the dead cap on, on, on releasing him in June would be astronomical to, to start. It would be bad. But I was thinking about this, and uh, I guess Russ just had a birthday, sounds like, and Sierra threw him a birthday party. Must be nice. Must be nice, which is cool. And apparently only half of his teammates came, which got me to thinking, 
Is Russell Wilson, and we're going to finish on this, is Russell Wilson the real life Bo Callahan? <laughs> and I got to think because it's got the Seahawks tie in there too, right? I mean, it's, it's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of parallel narratives on this. So if any of you guys have seen, obviously have seen Draft Day, great movie, even though it is about the Cleveland Browns. Um, definitely fantasy because there's no way that much good happens with that team. And people are excited about it to add. Um, I know you were. I, I, it's honestly, it's one of my favorite sports movies. I'm not gonna lie, it's great. It's great. It's yeah, it's great fun. Like it's great yeah. fun. But like the whole thing is, you know, and like ask me, ask me who wasn't at his birthday party. Ask me, like just tell me. He's like his teammates. That's the difference between Bo Callahan and Russell Wilson, then, right? Yeah. So half I just, of, half of Russ's team teammates came. None of Bo Callahan's came. Yeah. So maybe Geno Smith is like the Brian Drew of the NFL. <laughs> Like, it's just, I almost need to watch that movie again. I mean, while I'm editing this, I might do that tonight. Superman. Yeah. So great. So anyway, put that in your pipe and smoke it this week, folks, is what I had a teacher that used to say, which is kind of weird thinking back. But um, so I think that's about crack. That it, it, I think it is. I think <laughs> <laughs> it does make me think about that. Like, he was one of my favorite teachers. And uh, we just maybe we thought it was like a tobacco pipe. But you're, I'm pretty sure you're right that that is a, a reference I, to I smoking crack. I remember that we, like, it was the Just Say No campaign, right? And then we, so we had like, there was like a police officer. Like, what do you do if someone offers you drugs? And it was like third grade or whatever. And one kid put his hands up and he's like, tell him to take a pill. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop's like, no. That is not. No, we don't. No. That's the same thing. No, we don't say that. It was yeah. just the funniest thing. Everybody's like, oh, he was so sad. Awkward. Yeah. Awkward. Yeah. So anyway, if you guys have a chance to watch Draft Day anytime soon, really start doing some deep dive thoughts on, is is Russell Wilson the next Bo Callahan? It's tough to say. I don't Russell really remember his... Bo Callahan. And David Putney. David yeah. Putney. It was a good show. Funny. It was a good show. Um, that's pretty much it for us on That Helps No One Fantasy Cast. Uh, thanks for everybody that watched. And obviously, we're on a podcast as well, so you can listen to it tomorrow morning before the football game start on Thursday night. I just handed in all my picks. I'm making a run. I'm only six six picks back after being in the lead. I had a, like three weeks of like six right. So you're going to fall down a little bit, but get back up. Fall down yep. three times. Stand up three times. I think you, there's still a chance to, I mean, you're gaining on Gertrude, and there's, there's still a chance for you to check check Dolores and get there. Uh, by any means necessary. Lie, cheat, and steal, I'm pretty sure. I met, it might be a wrestling thing. I can't remember. So, um, On behalf of the Chicago Bears, which is, t- I'm just, I'm just, uh, hey, hey, I'm kidding. I'm kidding around. On behalf of Cal State. On behalf, on behalf of, of Ted and that very wicked hat, if you're watching the show, um, I'm Ryan. This is That Helps No One Fantasy Cast on the Dean Blundell Network. Have a wonderful fantasy week. Good luck. Hopefully Mike White wins you your week. Let me know if that happens because that would make me feel better. Peace out. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. 
It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. He had all, we all have faults. He had the same amount of faults as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.